Welcome to the Calvary Assembly Podcast with weekly messages from Calvary Assembly of God Church in Lexington, Nebraska. You can find out more online at lexag.org and on Facebook at Calvary Assembly Lex. Thanks for listening. a message series a couple weeks ago called The Wonder of Christmas, and we're looking at the Christmas story from several different angles. And uh, so from those of you just joining us online, uh, it is Ugly Sweater Sunday. That's why I'm wearing a Christmas Santa sweater, uh, not normal attire, but I know people are like, what is happening? So, uh, so we're talking about the Christmas story. So today we're going to talk about the wonder of his joy. How many of you know that there's a difference between joy and happiness? Okay, joy is from a relationship with Christ, knowing that everything's going to be okay because he's alive, because he's with us. Happiness is temporary. How many of you have ever had a time, a day when you're just super, super happy and something happens and it just all goes in the toilet? You ever been there? It just, shoop, wow, that was quick. That's happiness because happiness is a what? A feeling. Joy comes from knowing knowing that Jesus is with us, knowing that he's going to be there. So I've got a video I want to share, and then we'll get into the message a little bit. Do you remember what's so special? That is, I believe, how the wise men must have felt. These magi got quite the star show themselves, except it was just one star, one bright, magnificent, piercing, brilliant ball of fire. And boy, did they bet a lot on that star. But just like the one they were traveling to see, this star stood out as something special. This one beckoned, follow me. And what a payoff. Follow me. And what a payoff. When they arrived in Bethlehem, they asked, where is the one born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and we've come to worship him. And it got me thinking, is worship a little different the harder the journey to get there? Struggling along the road with others? The type of trip that tests your faith and breaks your back? What's that worship like? I can't speak for the wise men. Maybe they shouted hallelujah, or they knelt in quiet reverence. We've all walked our own difficult journeys. And when we got to the other side, we all felt it. The joy we had to fight for tasted just a bit sweeter. And for that bright morning star, the one that caught you in awe when you saw it, well, what else can you do but rejoice when you realize that the journey was always leading you to Jesus? I don't know about you guys, but I love that last line. The journey has always been leading us to Jesus. And so this morning, we're going to talk about the joy that comes from a relationship with Jesus. But how many of you know, just like the wise men, we all have a journey that's taken us to Jesus. Some of you are, are here because you grew up in church. You were drugged there, <laughs> taken to church every Sunday, every Wednesday, right? And you've known Jesus from a young age because of that. Some of you are here because you came to Jesus later in life because you realized that you had a need. You realized that you needed him. Some of you have, 
had a relationship with Jesus that wasn't real important, and then later on in life you realize how important that really was? So we've all had a different journey. Some have had it maybe a little bit easier than others. Some have had a very difficult road. But the journey has always led to who? To Jesus. If you have your Bibles, Matthew chapter 2 is where we're going to go today. We're going to talk about these mysterious wise men. Some translations call them magi. And you know how much we know about the wise men? Very little. Because they're only mentioned here in Matthew. And so all we know is that they were men who came from the east and they came and they wanted to know who Jesus was. So in Matthew chapter 2, starting in verse 1, if you have the Version Bible app, the notes are all there as well. It says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw a star as it rose and we've come to worship him. Now, if you see a nativity scene and there are wise men there, is that correct? No, because <laughs> they probably took them a couple of years to get there. They think Jesus is probably about two years old by the time they made it because they came a long ways to get there. But they came from this land and they found him and they said, hey, we saw a star as it rose and we've come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. Now, why was everyone in Jerusalem worried about this king that was born? What happens when you have a new king and you have an existing king? <laughs> Things get a little hairy, don't they? So they said, okay, if this baby is really going to be the king, what's going to happen with Herod? Because he's crazy. And Herod really was, I mean, crazy with a capital C crazy. And he was worried, so when he gets worried, everybody gets worried. So it said, he called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is this Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called together the private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so I can go and worship him. What was he really going to do? He was going to kill him, right? And so after this interview, the wise men went on their way. And the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. and went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary. And they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave them gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. So Lord, I pray that this morning you would speak to each and every one of us, and you would help us to see the journeys that you've taken us on have led to you. And they haven't been in vain. And Lord, I pray this morning you would help us to find that joy that can seem so fleeting in our current world. In Jesus' name, amen. So how do we have that joy at Christmas time? How do we find that joy that the Bible talks about? Well, the first thing we can do is find joy in our purpose. Find joy in the reason that we're here. The wise men sit out on their journey with a what? A purpose. They saw the star. They did the math. They said, this star is going to lead us to the Messiah, the one that the Jews have been waiting on for generations. Now, we don't know what country these guys came from. We don't know what nationality they were. All we know is they had been waiting and watching, and they went to find that new king. And guys, they weren't sure what the journey was going to look like. They weren't sure what the king was going to look like. They, don't know, they didn't know where they were going to find him. They just knew, we're supposed to go when they set out. 
And guys, each and every one of us, when we start following Jesus, we start a what? We start a journey. And that journey gives us a purpose. That purpose is what guides us. That purpose, that, that, de- that decision to follow Jesus is what shapes our decisions. It's what shapes our values. It's so easy just to kind of go with the flow, isn't it? Just to go with what the world tells us we should do to kind of just go. But when we go with a purpose, we find joy. I don't know about you guys, but I didn't come to Jesus as a kid. I was, I was drugged to church when I went to my grandparents' house. But then my parents had left the church, and so we didn't go. I would go sometimes with friends. But when I became a teenager, I realized there was a gap. That, that purpose I'd been chasing wasn't really the purpose I wanted. And so I, I went to church. Uh, and then when I did that and I started making some of those hard decisions we all have to make, guess what I found? Joy. I found a reason for being. I found out why I was put on earth. And so, guys, when we find that purpose, when we find that Jesus has good things for us, we find joy in that, but we take steps forward in faith. And those guys, the wise men, they stayed faithful. They stayed faithful to that purpose. So when Herod called them in and said, hey, I want to talk with you, what was Herod trying to do? He was trying to distract them from that purpose, wasn't he? Hey, uh, yeah, where, where's this baby? Why don't you go find him and let me know where he is? Because you know, I, I want to go worship him too. Probably had a knife behind his back as he said it. <laughs> I want to go find this guy. But they stayed faithful. They stayed faithful to that purpose. And guys, in this life, people are going to try to distract you from your purpose. And it's not always on purpose. It's not like they're nefarious people trying to, to move you off. But here's the deal. If Satan can't tempt you with other things to get you off course, you know what he's going to do? He's going to distract you. Satan loves to distract Christians. He loves to get us doing something other than follow Jesus. And it's so easy, isn't it? How about you guys? I am, I am so ADD. You know, any shiny thing, oh, ooh, wow, look at that. You know, I just, you've seen it up here when I'm preaching. Oh, look, hey, a squirrel. And we're like that in life, aren't we? It's so easy for us to get distracted from what God is really wanting for us. And that's the biggest ploy the enemy has. If he can't tempt you away with something, he will tempt you with distractions. And it's so easy, guys. I love technology. I'm the one of those. I watch Apple's product shows all the time. I, do, I read articles. I read magazines about tech. I love my phone. This thing's easy to get distracted with, isn't it? It's so easy. Ding, whoa, wow, look at that. And, and so we have to, ooh, look, Snoopy. You know, I mean, whatever. It's so easy to get distracted by technology, but we have to stay focused on Christ. And I'm not saying technology is bad. Technology is helping us reach the world in ways we never could before, but we have to stay faithful to our purpose. And that's when we find joy. So it's so easy to allow our jobs to distract us. It's easy to allow our hobbies to distract us. It's easy to allow technology. It's easy to allow status or money. Guys, how many marriages fall apart because of money? How many marriages fall apart because of distractions? We forget about our spouse because we're distracted. We forget to spend time with our kids because we're distracted. So we have to stay faithful to that purpose because that's one of the things that gives us joy. And these wise men found joy in that purpose. When they found Jesus, they realized why they went on the journey. It says they worshiped him and they gave him kingly gifts. They gave him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They found joy in that purpose. They said, we know now why we were brought on this trip. They found joy in Jesus. 
And I'm guessing, just this is just a little bit of extrapolation here, but I'm guessing on their way home, you know what they probably did? Told others about the king they had found. Hey, we sat on this journey, man. We started on camels two years ago, and we found the Messiah. You Jews have been waiting on this guy for generations, and we found him. We were led there by a star. Was traveling easy in those days? No. I don't know about you guys, but I'm always excited to go out on a trip, but by about halfway there, I just want to get there. All right? You ever just, I'm ready to be here. These guys started on that trip, and they found the Messiah, and they worshiped him. They gave him gifts that showed his purpose. So they found joy in their purpose. So, and then, guys, we can find joy in our journey. We talked about, and if you get anything else out of today, I want you to really focus on this, guys. The journey that we take to Jesus is particular to us. It's unique to us. I don't know about you, but I, I've had times in my life where I said, man, I wish I hadn't wasted all those years when I was a teenager. You ever think that? I mean, I wish I would have came to Jesus earlier. But our journey is what gives us that purpose. I get a little short video I want to show you here. It's silly, but it, it, I think it really shows you a point here. I thought you said we lost him. I found you all! <laughs> Thank goodness for that star. If it weren't for that star, I wouldn't have found you guys. Pretty convenient that now you can read the stars. Oh no, just that big super bright one. I mean, it's like, blam! <laughs> but I'm still gonna need directions home. Can someone write that down for me? We don't have time for this. We're going to see the Messiah. Look at us, the four wise men. We're inseparable. More like insufferable. Speaking of suffering, my feet can't taste much more walking. It's been three years. We should have been home by now. You guys can blame me all day for losing those camels, but you all knew going into this that my double hitch knot needed a little work. <clears throat> Why don't we proceed in silence, reverent silence? in honor of the Messiah. Totally cool with that. Good. So, I was thinking about my gift. I mean, what baby needs white jade anyway, right? <laughs> We've been over this a thousand times. White jade represents his purity and goodness. The gold represents his royalty. The burning of frankincense reminds us that the aura of God is around us at all times, and the myrrh is to anoint him as king of kings. Right, 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 right. Just listen, listen. I think, I think I found a better gift. A gift that'll make everyone forget that I lost the white jade. You what? I mean, I think a gift that makes the white jade just look like nothing. A gift that's better than the white jade that I replaced. You replaced with what? The greatest gift of all. Oh yeah. Wait for it. Wait for it. Blam! Hummus! <laughs> you must be kidding. Do you mean you must be kidding? Because <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding at all. Hummus is delicious, okay? And, and it's very, it's very symbolic. People unite 
together when they see hummus. Much like a savior. Okay, okay. This is my bad. This is on me. You guys go see the Messiah. I'll just stay here. I think that would be best. But at least you have a snack. Yeah. I just thought it just doesn't matter what we bring this little king. He doesn't need any of our gifts. I mean, you know, he's a savior. I mean, he's a, he's a gift to us. Maybe I was hoping he's bigger than all my mistakes. Yeah, I guess that's what I was hoping. All right, I'll see you guys later. Why are you doing that? Because I hope he's that kind of a savior too. Let's go. I wish someone had some pita bread. Blam! So now you're hungry, right? Everybody's thinking about hummus. So we can find joy in our journey. Now I want you to think about this. The wise men's journey to Jesus was long and it was difficult. It was a long, difficult journey to get there. And many of us have had a long, difficult journey to get to Christ. We all have different journeys. Some, as I said, are come early. Some of us had to hit rock bottom before we came to him, didn't we? Some of us were a little stubborn. Maybe we are a little stubborn. But that journey to Jesus was long and it was difficult. And here's the thing. We, didn't, we don't have a star that guides us to Christ, do we? Like they had. But what does the Lord send to point us to Christ? People? Circumstances? The Holy Spirit's conviction? Leading the Word? He sends these things to us so we can find Him. And He sends those, those guideposts in our lives. For some of us, it was a friend who told us about Jesus. For some, we were watching others and seeing how they live their lives. Maybe for some of us, it was parents or grandparents who pointed us to Him. Maybe sometimes it was a circumstance. Whatever it was, Jesus sends things to point us to him. And the wise men's journey, even though it was difficult, it was filled with joy even through that difficulty. And guys, life, even when we come to Christ, life is still hard sometimes, isn't it? We still have difficulties. We still have things that happen with our health. We have things that happen with our families. We have things that happen with our finances or our vehicles or our homes. We still have those difficulties, but even through that, there is joy because of Jesus. You know, I love in the video, I said, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't need our gifts. He's a gift to us. You know why we put stars on the top of Christmas trees? To remind us of the star that led them to Jesus. It reminds us that he is with us all the time, even though it went through there. And so when they came to him, Matthew said they were filled with joy. Some translations said the wise men rejoiced exceedingly when they found him. Even though the journey was tough, it was what? Worth it. It was worth it. And guys, when we get to the end of our lives and we meet Jesus face to face, it's going to be totally worth it. I know when I do funerals sometimes, I'm, I'm almost a little jealous because they're there. 
They're not dealing with mosquitoes and taxes and traffic and all those things. They're with Jesus. They're more alive than us. And so, but we know that he's got us here for a purpose, and we get to the end of a life, it'll be worth it. So we find joy in that journey. And their journey was different than what they imagined. They didn't know what they were getting into when they set out on that journey to find Jesus. They didn't know what the journey was going to look like. They didn't know where it was going to take them. They didn't know where the star was leading. And, you know, most of us could probably say, if we look back on our lives, where we are today is really not where we thought we would have been 20 years ago, five years ago, (laughs) pre-COVID, right? None of us really had an idea what the journey was going to look like. But I love in the video how he said, all of our journey has been leading us to Jesus. And so he has a plan in Colossians. We've read over and over where it says that he wants us to do the good works that he prepared in advance for us. So God has a purpose for each and every one of us. Each and every one of us in this room, each and every one of us watching online, he has a purpose for us. He has a reason for us being, and that journey is part of that purpose. The journey to him, the journey through life with him is part of that. I've told you this story before, but I was at a conference one day, and a guy was telling a story about how his family went on vacation to the Rocky Mountains. He was a flatlander, and he was going to the Rockies, and so he wanted to see the top of a mountain, so his family said, okay, we're going to go up Pikes Peak. We'll take you to the top of the mountain so you can see it, and he was really excited, and they got in the car, and they drove, and if you've ever been to the mountains, you know, it's, you wait, and you wait, and you wait, and you wait, and then they're about this big through the windshield, and all of a sudden, they're this big, and then you're on top, right? Well, he got to the top, they got to Pikes Peak, they got all the way up, and he said, no, Dad, I want to see the top of the mountain. They said, you're at the top of the mountain. This is 14,000 feet. We're at the top. And he said, no, 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 I want to go on the top. You know what he was thinking? He was thinking the cartoons where you you get on the peak and your car kind of teeters on the top like that. That's what he wanted to see. And they said, no, we are at the top of the mountain. And he said, no, no, I want to go. And they said, if you say it one more time, we're going to throw you off. And you can see how far we are, right? But he said, I want to see the top. It looked different than what he had in his mind. And guys, many of us, our lives today look different than what we thought when we started this journey. But it's always better with Christ. It's always better. The journey's always been leading us to Jesus, and we have joy in that journey. So I want to tell you guys, some of you here, you may be in the middle of a difficulty. This may be a tough season in life. But we have joy in knowing Jesus. We have a joy that, and that joy is saying it's going to be okay because he's with me. Even through the difficulties, even through the hard times, the wise men journeyed to get there because they said, we know when we get there, it's going to be worth it. And in this relationship with Christ and the hard times we face, it's going to be worth it when we get there. Heaven's going to be worth it. And in the meantime, we have a relationship with him that helps us through. In the meantime, we can have joy because we know that he is with us. I love a a quote from Rick Warren. He was talking about joy, and he said that joy always exists, but so does sorrow. And he said a lot of times joy and sorrow run parallel, don't they? We have joy because we know we have a relationship with Jesus. We have joy because we know that life is okay because he's with us, but there's also sorrow and hard times. And he likened it to a railroad track. He said, if you're standing in the middle of a railroad track, you can see the lines go parallel. But in the end, what happens? They look like they merge. And he said, joy and sorrow are like that. They run parallel in life. A lot of times they're there, and sometimes they merge. Sometimes you have joy and sorrow at the same time. 
but it's always okay because we know we have a relationship with Jesus to carry us through. And that's what the wise men found, and that's why Jesus came. When the angel announced Jesus' birth, she said, I bring you good tidings of great joy that will be for who? All people. I bring you good tidings of great joy that will be for all people. So we find joy in our purpose. We find joy in our journey. And then we find joy in our service. The wise men found joy when they found why they were sent to the Messiah. They found joy because they realized why they were there. What was the purpose? Why did God bring the wise men to see Jesus? You ever thought about that? Why bring these guys from all these miles across a long, treacherous journey to bring these three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh? What was the purpose? They were anointing Jesus for what his role in life was going to be. As they said in that video I showed you, the gold represents what? His king, kingship, kingliness, his status. The frankincense and myrrh reminded of God's presence and his status as king of the universe. Now, think about it. Was Mary and Joseph, Jesus' parents, was their journey easy? No. They were engaged. An angel shows up to Mary and said, hey, you're going to have a baby through the Holy Spirit. And she said, uh, okay. What happened? But then what started happening? People started rumors about her. She had to go live with her cousin because she had to get out of town for a while to get away from the rumors. Joseph was going to divorce her. They were engaged, betrothed at that time, betrothal. To break off a betrothal, you had to actually go through divorce proceedings. It wasn't like here we say, hey, give me the ring back, we're done. They had to go through, and he was going to do that. But what happened? An angel showed up in a dream and said, don't be afraid. This is God's doing. Take her. So they were married, and even while they were married, I'm sure rumors swirled, right? Because that's just what people do. And Jesus was born. They had to go to Bethlehem because of a census. And they couldn't find a room, so they had to have Jesus in a stable, surrounded by animals, visited by shepherds, who honestly just don't smell the best. Not the highest class people. God sent the angel to tell peasants, right? And then even after he was born, what happened? I had to go to Egypt for a while because Herod was still trying to kill everybody. Anybody two years old and younger, he had killed so they had this long, treacherous journey. It had been a long deal. Think about it. Do you think Joseph and Mary ever had reservations? Are we doing the right thing? I mean, who are we to raise the king of the universe? I mean, it's hard enough to raise a toddler. Imagine a toddler who's also God. I mean, do you spank him? I mean, how do you do that? You know, it's like, so it was tough. They had tough things. And God sent these wise men to say, you're doing the right thing. They sent the wise men. God sent these men from across the land to say, hey, I'm in this. And guys, all of us have difficulties, but we find joy in our purpose. We find joy in our service. We find joy when we find out what we're supposed to do. So when the wise men came, they presented Jesus with their gifts. They were thrilled. They said they found the house and they were filled with joy because they knew why they were sent. And guys, all of us will have difficulties. You're going to have tough times. But even through all that, we can have joy when we find out. And the wise men found joy in fulfilling their role. They realized what they were doing. And so we have to understand, guys, that we all have a role to fill. God, is, God has put gifts in each and every one of our lives. 
He's given you things that you can do that no one else in this world can do. The wise men were the only ones who could have come and, and brought those gifts as royalty to Jesus to anoint him to do what he was called to do. And guys, all of us have roles. And we all find places to serve. And guys, in this world, when you start serving Jesus, it's better than it could ever be, right? Serving Jesus is the greatest thing we can do, but it's also one of the hardest things we can do. Because every time you start serving Jesus, stuff's going to come at you. It's not going to be a cakewalk. There is a very real enemy in this world who doesn't want you to serve him. When you start telling friends at school about Jesus, people are going to come against you. When you start living a life that's different than those other kids in the hallways, they're going to come after you. They're going to give you nicknames. They're going to tease you. Why don't you listen to the same music I do? Why do you listen to that Christian stuff? I got it when I was in high school, and it's worse today. I promise you, it's harder for these guys. I, I help coach seventh grade basketball. Some of the stuff I hear in the locker room out of seventh graders is unreal. I'm like, I want to take you in the back and wash your mouth out. I can't, but I can threaten, right? You're going to run laps. I can do that. But it's tough. When you start telling people at work about Jesus and what he's done in your life, guess what's going to happen? People are going to come against you. People are going to say things. But when we put Jesus front and center in our lives, we're going to have joy like we've never known before. Amen. Even during the hard times, you have that joy. You have that, that sense that everything's going to be okay. And Jesus even said, when you seek first God's kingdom, everything else will be added. Everything else will come. When we put him first, even through the difficulties, we're going to have joy and everything else will work out. So they submitted to their purpose, the wise men. They went on this multi-year Difficult journey. It was dangerous. It was tough. There were hardships along the way. Probably got lost a few times. But they still had joy. And they found joy in sharing that discovery they found. Guys, Christmas is the best time ever to share Jesus with people. Because we're all talking about him, aren't we? Christmas is a great time to share. Guys, that's why we do things we do. That's why we do the giving tree. That's why we give gifts to kids who wouldn't get them otherwise, because we find joy in sharing. That's why we do things that we do. That's why we sponsor movies. That's why we do these things, because we want to tell them, hey, we love you, and we found something that we think is worth finding, this relationship with Jesus. This is what the wise men did on their way home. Hey, we found the Messiah. He's in Bethlehem, of all places. <laughs> and so we can tell them, hey, you know, I was, I was on this long journey and I found something that gives me joy. I found someone who changed my life and made me different. I want to tell you about him too. That's why we do all the things we do. And guys, God has put you in a specific place that no one else can go. God has put some of you in positions with people around you. And you're going to find out there are people here who need Jesus. They need to know the joy that I found. And you can share that with them. And then we find joy when we do that. Do they always receive him? No. Sometimes they're going to call you a holy roller. They're going to call you holier than what. I mean, they're going to call you all kinds of names. They'll come up with all kinds of stuff. But they still know that you care. They know that you care enough to tell them. They know that you care enough to live your life differently. And it's just a natural time. So I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. And guys, if you're physically able, would you stand this morning?